1: I mean, no one plans to get sick, and yet, here we are. My name is Matthew Zachary. I survived cancer, a stroke, and COVID-19, and somehow, I'm still here. I also survived our stupid, broken healthcare system, and I want to help you survive it too. So let's go make healthcare suck less together. Because you know what? We're all out of patience. Hey, that's the name of the show. So how are we starting this? Well, today, I think that
0: our plan was to take a step back, go a little meta, and take a look at what we're doing here as we make this show
1: and as we build our company. So you just started the podcast right there. You did it. You started it.
0: That's right. We're taping. We're rolling. And the interesting thing about the fact that I just
1: started the podcast is that the name of this show is probably going to be Don't Start a Podcast. What do you mean is sort of going to be? It is. This is the Don't Start a Podcast podcast. (laughs) Are you confused yet? Good. Dear listener, if
0: you are thinking of becoming a podcast creator, we want you to pump the brakes real hard, pull over to the side of the road, and allow us to help you think through that decision that you're close to making.
1: Or if you're already in the podcast world and wondering who's listening, is anyone listening? How do I know who's listening? What do I do? Can I make money? This is the show for you. That's right. And I think that it's important for us to refer
0: everyone to the hit post that you
1: put up on LinkedIn called, what's it called again? I'm going to go with donstartapodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. It
0: started up a lot of discussion and conversation. Uh, a lot of people thanked you for... Putting it all out there in the frank and honest way that you are known for?
1: Don't start a podcast.com goes to my apparently well received LinkedIn rant about don't start a podcast. Yeah,
0: I mean, just think back to the last conversation that you didn't enjoy participating in very much. It was probably a conversation that was built around the common obligation that you and the other participant in the conversation felt to have a conversation. However, there was nothing at its core. There was nothing you took away and you probably don't recall any of the real details
1: of what you were trying to talk about. Wait, are you talking to me or the or the listener? I'm talking to you and the listener. Okay. Thank you for clarifying.
0: You're very welcome. I was kind of going welcome. cross-eyed,
1: but continue.
0: It's important to know your audience. The problem with a bad conversation is the problem that is at the center of the vast majority of the podcasts that have been started and dropped over the past 10 to 15 years.
1: 2.1 million podcasts? Is that the most recent number I think I may have researched right before the show? I believe in agreeing with
0: the statistics that you just looked up right before starting the show. I think that's a good policy for me to follow.
1: So you believe you should be agreeing with me, but you're not quite certain you should be agreeing with me.
0: I believe in that belief. <laughs> How dogmatically dogmatic of you. Yes. Are we beginning to talk in circles? It's a meta episode, so it's, it's hard to avoid doing that within the episode itself. How do you break the fourth wall on radio? Yeah, that's a fine question Um, since uh, I don't think that audio has any walls.
1: Well, I I guess I start out with like my backstory of running a nonprofit. I started a charity, Stupid Cancer. Most people know that. And I was like hellbent the day after I started it to tell people don't start a charity. Cautionary tales and just because you could doesn't mean you should. You know, Jeff Goldblum style from Jurassic Park. And I feel like we want to help people prevent forest fires, metaphorically speaking, and that it's a lot harder than you might think it is, which is a nice thing to say. But without having a sense of context, you can read all the nonprofit dummies for books you've ever wanted to with Walden books. So I'll go back to the 70s. Walden books for the win. Read all the nonprofit dummies books. You'll never know what it really means to run that which is fine, but podcasting and then the business of podcasting are two completely separate universes.
0: They are. Yeah, and I'd like to suggest, Matt, that before we begin talking about the business of podcasting, what if we begin by talking about one's pre-qualifications for creating a podcast that people are going to want to listen to, whether it's a successful business venture or not?
1: Right. The first question anyone should ask themselves, point blank, matter of fact, does anyone give a shit what you have to say? Yes.
0: If you want to be nicer to yourself, you could ask yourself the question, am I uniquely qualified when it comes to talking about a particular topic? Do I happen to have the ability to bring together the experts or the relevant people In any particular field or subject area, what do I have to bring to the conversation? If you think that you're just a fun
1: talker, that's probably not enough of a reason to start a podcast. Unless you're like, you know, Ryan Reynolds, super easy. Anything you do will get millions of people to listen. If you are not Ryan Reynolds or of similar ilk, heed the following. Who gives a shit what you have to say? If you think you know who that is, it's worth further exploring down the flowchart. Absolutely right. And by the way, you do not need
0: to be someone who is qualified to start a podcast to be a good person or a person of worth.
1: Was that a caveat? It was. So, the way that I've always approached podcasting, and again, most of my listeners know that I've been broadcasting. Since 2006 with the stupid cancer show, which back then was just called talk radio on the internet, (laughs) go, go figure. It really starts with personality because you have to remember what's going to keep an audience caring about what you have to say is as important as how you say it and who you are, not what you do. So I'm going to stick with it and just say modern day. Internet talk radio is more dependent on the caliber and quality of the entertainment of that host than anything else.
0: Yeah, you need to be a dynamic deliverer of the subject matter that you're an expert in. So that moves us into phase two, perhaps, of this flowchart that we're talking about. Not only are you someone who has the ability to rally people around a certain topic, you also need to be someone whose voice works within a podcast or on the radio. Not everyone is
1: capable of being pleasant to listen to. Sorry. No, let's not apologize. We're being real here. People want authentic cadence and just brutal honesty. Not everyone's cut out to be a lawyer, right? I'm not going to think I can go to law school and be a lawyer. I'm not L Woods. It really is all about one single sensory organ your ears. You're not seeing this. You're not doing anything tactile. You're listening. Thankfully, you're not smelling this. <laughs> yeah, smell a vision. <laughs> <laughs> the whole point is that you are speaking into someone's ear in an intimate fashion. So, who you are and how you say it is just as important as what you say Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, "What's your secret?" Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only 14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor directed and delivered to your door.
0: step in the flowchart has to do with originality. There are a whole lot of podcasts with significant audiences devoted exclusively to Pokemon. And so you might consider not starting a podcast if it's already being made.
1: Unless you're Ryan Reynolds.
0: Sure. Because he, of course, was the voice of Pikachu in the most recent Pokemon movie.
1: One other thing to talk about, Andrew, there are different kinds of podcast subjects. So I think where we're really focused on is not the fiction podcasts, not the news, sports, pop culture podcasts, although those can really have drab hosts and bad chemistry. I think from this perspective, we're talking about original podcast creators building their own personal brands and creating things from scratch. Mm. is that fair oh that's absolutely right yes most certainly so that goes back to what kind of podcast do you want to produce are you going to do narrative narrative nonfiction, fiction fiction are you going to be a politics entertainment pundit or do you just think that i went through shit i want to make shit suck lust for these people i'm going to be the voice of these people and that's perfectly fine too but then is it a solo show is it a buddy show a co-host show, a host and a guest show? What does the format look like? Are you talking to specific people? How do you recruit those people? What qualifies someone to be on your show? Is it journalistic in nature? Is it a roundtable? This is the complexities of identifying what your show would need to be and not just rambling into a mic you bought on Amazon for 30 bucks.
0: On Offscript Media, we have the host to guest one-on-one, which is generally the structure of your show, Matt, Out of Patience. We have uh, multi-host solo guest shows, at least one in the form of Brave New Weed, our cannabis show. We have co-hosts only with no guests, generally speaking. An example of that is the show Am I Dying? And we also have several examples of highly produced journalism. Most prominent among them, the cancer mavericks.
1: Right, which goes back to, do you have standards? Do you want something that sounds like you're talking from a barn? Do you want something that sounds like an NPR production? Where do you draw the line on what you think is good enough for someone to listen to and not say out of the gate, this is shit. I don't care what they have to say. It sounds terrible.
0: You know, It's, it's, it's important to, to put the time in to get the tech right. Sure. It's a fun medium and it allows you to develop content relatively quickly and to get it distributed relatively quickly. But take it seriously. Your audience can tell when you're taking them seriously by putting care into the quality of the sound that you're producing.
1: Right. Which leads to our next part down the rabbit hole here is what hardware do you need to buy? Do you want to be a real audiophile Then you got to get the good stuff. But how do you know what that is? Do you want the cheap thing on Amazon for 19 bucks? Do you want that? That's going to sound like crap. Where do you go to get the information you need to buy the best equipment that's right for you? And where are you going to be taping this from a closet, your basement? Are you working out of an air horn store? Not a good idea. Have you heard of the words echo cancellation? If you haven't, you can Google that noise reduction reduction. Do you live next door to a fire station, perhaps above and below a bowling alley like is like from The Simpsons? <laughs> and that also leads to your budget. Shit costs money, folks. This is America. And if you want to have standards and you want to have quality, you got to invest the time and the money to do it right. We have a lot to be grateful for, don't we, Matt? Because your
0: network, the... People that you've gotten to know over time, over a very long period of time of, say, 20 years of work as a patient advocate, all of that work that you put in and all the passion you put into patient advocacy is what has led us to the point where we are able to convene a very unique cross-section of nonprofits and industry and patients and caregivers and tell stories about healthcare in a way that I think no one else can. And because we're in that position, we have an opportunity to attract partners in a way that that other healthcare-focused podcasting networks might not be able to. So if you really want to think about putting together a business built around podcasting, you need to ask yourself the question: do you have a similar capability? Do you have a similar network that you've built over time? If you do, then maybe you do have an opportunity to create a successful business around podcasting.
1: I want to give the audience just a real data point. And this is from the article, the don't start a podcast dot com article. And it it ties into the data I looked at before we taped, which is that of the two million plus podcasts. Less than 5,000 podcasts have more than 1,000 listeners a month. 5,000 out of 2.1 million is math. I can't do that right now in the air. 0.2%. There you go. Thank you. You really are the right person to build this company with. (laughs) For every 1,000 downloads, you make 20 bucks. So if you're getting 1,000 downloads a month... You're making $240 a year on your podcast, and that's only if you're in the top 5,000 podcasts in the world. Very few people make money off podcasts. The reason the numbers are so low
0: is because, of course, there are only so many podcasts that can possibly rise to the top and find a significant audience. Your show, Matt, is a show that is estimated by Podchaser to generate in the neighborhood of an average of 500,000 listens per month. And depending on the way you define the category, out of patients actually appears at the top of most lists on Podchaser when it comes to health or healthcare. That's not something that just happens. It is the result of decades of work. Now, if there is an important topic that you would love help finding an audience for i think that it's probably acceptable for us to pitch ourselves a little bit as an organization that can help you do that
1: i will go very briefly into infomercial mode this is the we're ready to believe you ghostbusters commercial segment of the episode we're ready to believe you yes
0: that's exactly right you know let's talk about this if you'd like to have us walk you through a concept that you're developing for a podcast, we invite you to talk to us because we can give you a leg up. If it's a good idea, then we can help you find an audience for it by leveraging the audience that we already have.
1: So, you know, in Toy Story, when Buzz Lightyear realizes he's actually a toy and not a space ranger, he lurches into these years of academy training wasted. And we we want to help you avoid academy training. Unless, in fact, you are a space ranger. Yes, protective helmet and wings and all <laughs> so if you're still listening we hope you've either been scared straight uh and run for the hills or maybe you don't want to talk to us ask your professional prescriber of don't start a podcast if podcasting is right for you that's right you can send us a note at contact at
0: offscript.com we,
1: we are, are Offscript Script media and we are, are ready, ready to, to believe you.
0: you that's all for today folks If you like today's show, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, follow us on social, and tell all your friends to listen. Out of Patience with Matthew Zachary is a product of Offscript Media. Our executive producer is Matthew Zachary. Our senior producers are Brianna Seeley, Jen Orange, and Andrew McDowell. It is mixed and edited by Brianna Seeley. Our theme music is by the Mike Van Allen Quintet and by Mara. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscript.com. Hit us up at contact at offscript.com to share comments, feedback, and make recommendations. For more information, visit offscript.com.